Today is Thursday, February 3rd, 2022, and here are three things you need to know to be smart today. Joe Biden needed help walking down the stairs from First Lady Jill Biden at the White House. Joe Biden is frail and collapsing and incapable of executing the duties of the presidency of the United States of America, arguably the toughest job in the world. And that job is about to get really tough for Barack Obama as John Durham begins to investigate the Obama presidency in his Russiagate probe. We'll give you all the updates as to what the status of that criminal investigation is about to expose. It is shocking. Shocking is what happens when GoFundMe freezes the $10 million raised for the Canadian Freedom Trucker Convoy. This is something that is horrifying to all watching as leftist corporate media bends and freezes the money that was raised in order to fight COVID tyranny in Canada. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Okay, well, all right, let's see here. Uh, Good morning. I hope that your morning is a little less frail than Joe Biden's morning. I hope that your morning has a little bit more of a punch to it. We have our black coffee here. And if you're drinking coffee this morning and watching us, we say thank you very much and God bless you. Good morning and happy Sunday morning. As Nancy Pelosi would say, we are here inside of our Birch Gold Studios inside of a solid gold moment right now for the country and for the world because right now freedom is winning and it is incredible. It is quite amazing in my estimation exactly why there is so much energy right now. And the reason why is that in order to wake people up, you have to see the malevolence of tyranny. You must be able to actually watch what happens to your society when tyrants take over. And so in every single Western and civilized society that was locked down and that felt the jackboot of the authoritarians who had their moment, right? What what Abraham Lincoln said is that if you want to see who a real man is, give him power. And so what happened was during the moment, during the COVID moment, we were able to see what our leaders, what our leaders were capable of if we just handed them unlimited power, right? So what you're seeing is a moment where our leaders expose themselves for the tyrants they are and the the worst of them The best of them are like Ron DeSantis, who are like, what the hell, this lockdown? Like, I'm not going to do that anymore. This is insane. This was the stupidest policy. This was an an idiotic policy. Uh, Authoritative mandates over someone's life or over someone's job. We're not going to do that. So we're going to go back and rethink this. And now we're going to pass laws to make sure it never happens again. That's the correct leader. Every every leader makes mistakes. Some of the best leaders in in the world, the best leaders in our country have made mistakes and then they go back and they fix them. If indeed they have made a mistake, that's fine. All right. No one's perfect. What you see now is across the world, uh, the desperate clinging to power, the screaming demonic screams of all of the authoritarian tyrants as that power in this moment slips out of their fingers. You're watching the Fauci's of the world. You're watching the Biden's of the world. You're watching the Trudeau's of the world, the Obama's of the world. You're watching them scream and freak because the power is being taken from them. And it's, I mean, they're, they're physically breaking in front of us, right? If you watch any interview with Dr. Fauci right now, dude, he looks like a ghost. Like something isn't, he's, He's under a lot of stress and he knows what's coming. What's coming uh, for him is an avalanche of investigations. And we're going to get to that. Uh, Kevin McCarthy has promised, and this is a quote, an avalanche of investigations into these COVID criminals and indeed into the people who have uh, proven themselves to be the proper authoritarians and tyrants. Again, as Abraham Lincoln says, if you want to see the measurement, just hand them power. What do they do with it when they get power? How do they behave? That shows you exactly who they are. And ladies and gentlemen, everyone makes mistakes, but boy, oh boy, is it going to be a mistake to see what happens when Joe Biden gets another couple of years in the White House. Right now, Joe Biden is weak. Joe Biden is frail. Joe Biden is collapsing before our very eyes. Now, we've all seen Joe Biden collapse down a set of stairs at Air Force One, but we're just wanting to give a very quick and brief moment because we think at this point, it's like elder abuse. At this point, it's like very painful. It's gone from funny to painful. You have clips like this that are like 
bombshell clips of Joe Biden being led around by his wife, the White House, Joe Biden like shuffling his little feet and being incapable of really like hitting the stairs himself, Joe Biden physically collapsing down the stairs in one instance. I don't think they even allow you to film Joe Biden going up the stairs anymore on Air Force One. We should check on that. I haven't seen footage of that in a long time. We'll see. They can limit the pool whenever they want to, so maybe they've limited that. Uh, but what this does is it is the preponderance of evidence. It's not about one time where Trump walked gingerly. We were all able to see Trump, you know, in sort of full masculine form and behaving quite well at the White House and behaving quite sentiently at the White House in many other instances. Uh, my favorite being probably Trump, uh, you know, removing his mask when he's standing on the portico after recovering from COVID. Uh, but there were a lot of other instances, Trump playing catch uh, with the baseball at the White House, boy, wouldn't it be interesting to see uh, Joe Biden try and shoot some hoops or throw a football or throw a baseball, man. That would be very interesting. Joe Biden, a man who likes to always talk about how tough he was as a kid and what a uh, big bully he was as a kid and, and, and how he was the champ at the pool, right? Who could tell Corn Pop what to do and fight Corn Pop with razor blades. Uh, it would be very interesting to watch Joe Biden, I don't know, throw a baseball. Uh, throwing a baseball and hitting Joe Biden directly in the face is what Sean Hannity did uh, during his uh, monologue last night, talking about this exact moment. Uh, let's play it. Now we turn to the White House, where Joe Biden is most definitely fast asleep, missing another Hannity. How wrong is that? There's something really wrong. Anyway, during a rare public appearance, Joe didn't look so well today. Here is the First Lady gently guiding the ever-weak and frail Joey away from the podium. Now, if I had to make, like, a caption for that video, what would it be? Okay, come on, Joey. Let's let's go home now, and I'll even give you some chocolate ice cream as Joe struggles, you know, to get ready for the State of the Union. That'll take months. Okay, so what we have here is a situation that is a preponderance of evidence. So the issue is not one clip where you look feeble. Right now, I am a little sick, and right now we have had a uh, exhausting week, and so I am going to have a rough day today. Uh, I'm tired and I'm a little sick, and that's what just happens. You know, you know, it's like what happens when you're hustling, grinding, and building. So uh, that's not the issue. The issue is, am I perpetually collapsing? Am I perpetually incapable of finding cognitive flow in my thoughts? Do I have a stiff gait, which I thought was very, very interesting uh, uh, point brought up by one of the Fox News doctors, a very impressive man named Mark Stiegel, who talked uh, about Joe Biden in terms of mental collapse. And this is, by the way, Joe Biden is 80 years old, right? So Joe Biden is 80. Everybody has the same type of longevity it's amazing what happens when you watch the grains of sand slip through time itself and you see exactly how much the world slows down and contracts. I'm watching this with my parents right now. You know, my parents raised us and we were we were freewheeling all around the world and they would take us everywhere and we'd go on all these big trips and we'd do a lot and they, they, we'd go a lot of places. And right now you're watching with my mother and father, like their world is starting to narrow. And that's just the way that life works. It's natural and it's good and it's important, actually. So as they get older, they start to care more about the things that they truly love. They've lived long enough to know what they truly love. And they're able to, as their world contracts, as it does for all of us as we get older and as we get more limited physically, you're able to really focus your time and focus your energy on the things you love and care about. Ladies and gentlemen, we pause our show today to thank our sponsor. We are broadcasting from the Birch Gold Studios here in Tampa, Florida, and we just want to thank Birch Gold for being a supporter of our show. Ronald Reagan, arguably the greatest president in American history, he saw this 40 years ago. Massive inflation that we haven't seen since until today. In his own words, inflation is as violent as a mugger as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. Right now, your retirement accounts are under attack thanks to the inflationary policies of this administration. If you've not yet called Birch Gold the only people that I trust to help you diversify your 401ks and IRAs into gold, then you are missing the boat. 
Actually, you're treading water without a life vest. Birch Gold has your life vest. Let them help you convert your IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered gold IRA. That's what you want. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating with your Better Business Bureau, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your savings. Text Benny to the number 989898 now to get your no-cost, no-obligation info kit. This is a comprehensive 20-page guide that reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can buy them under the umbrella of a tax-sheltered account. So do it now. Text the word Benny to 989898. That's Benny, B-E-N-N-Y, to 989898. And so with my mom and dad, uh, right now what you're watching is they are, they are wanting to move, they're wanting to be closer to their grandkids, and they're wanting to focus more on the things that are contracting in the world. They're not expanding their world, they're contracting it. And that's important and it's something that we all do in our older age. The problem with Joe Biden is that the presidency is a expansive massive job that probably has far too much power associated with it. And you're going to have to have an extremely spry spree de corps in order to be president and in order to remain president and be an effective president. You're going to have to be nimble. You're going to have to be able to throw some punches. You're going to have to be able to, what did Trump? Trump famously sleeps like four hours a night. That dude was up all the time. It seemed like he had too much energy for the job. You may argue that Trump had too much energy because he was tweeting at like 2 a.m. That's, that's on you. What I'm saying is that ain't nobody can really make the case that Donald Trump wasn't up to the job when it came to the energy or the capacity to expand into the role, fill the role with the energy and the capacity to really be president. Donald Trump could do that. Donald Trump was strong enough and dynamic enough in age to fill that role. Now, some of us grow old at slower rates, I think. Some of us grow old at slower rates. So you can have like very active 80-year-olds. I'm in Florida and there are like people that are 80 years old playing tennis at the country club down the road, right? They're 80 and they're smashing tennis balls. That's fine. My grandparents, by my grandparents for, you know, for how they were designed and put together, man, they were, they were confined to their house. By the time they were in their 70s, they were confined. That's, they weren't able to go from their house to their grocery store. Joe Biden's one of those people. Joe Biden is not strong. Joe Biden is weak. Joe Biden cannot function effectively in this role. It is now conclusive, and we have the conclusive evidence, and uh, science backs it up. I would like to go to clip three, Dr. Mark Stiegel, talking about, and I can't believe this clip isn't more famous, but this is one of the more famous doctors on television, for sure, but definitely a trusted medical professional who is the go-to doctor for Fox News. Uh, this dude is a legitimate baller. He has a very long and effective record at being at, at public medical policy and at direct personal care. Dr. Mark Siegel says that the real issue with Joe Biden is that he's had two aneurysms. He's already had mental collapse in his life. And that what the presidency is doing is it is precipitating the collapse of Joe Biden mentally. That's not Yours truly, I come from a particular vantage point. My vantage point is conservative, freedom-minded, so I'm going to think one thing about Joe Biden. This is coming from the medical professional who has uh, studied this in his life and specifically talks about Biden's gait. The reason we bring up this clip is because he's talking about the gait, and we showed you that clip from Jill Biden essentially guiding Joe Biden to make sure he doesn't fall. The things that you're supposed to look at is how does Joe Biden walk? How does Joe Biden move? That is a function of the synapses in his brainstem and a function of a, a properly myelinated brain and properly myelinated uh, uh, nervous system or one that is in collapse. And if Joe Biden's nervous system is in collapse, according to this medical professional, then you're going to watch the stiff gait, the slow steps, and Jill Biden essentially carrying you down the stairs as we showed you in the original clip. Let's let the doctors speak for themselves. Clip three, Mark Siegel, go. Now I yeah. look over the, the f physical results, uh, the physical exam results of President Biden. And first, I was overjoyed because it's long. Dr. O'Connor gives a tremendous detail. But when I look closer, I saw some things that bothered me. One, no cognitive exam done, not even a mini metal status exam where we simple ask a few questions of the president <laughs> or of any patient. Number two. Wait, wait, I'm sorry, may I interrupt you, doctor? Is... Is, is, I'm sorry, I just have to interrupt. I didn't know that. Is that 
I mean, is that normal that you wouldn't even include a cognitive assessment? It is not usual when you do that extensive an examination. It's right. an, or, okay. It should be automatic. I don't do it on every patient that comes in with a sore throat, but with extensive physical, it, would be, it should be automatic. It's not there. Oh. Number two is the issue of his gait, Tucker, where they flat out say that his gait over the past year has changed. He's stiff-legged now. He doesn't have fluidity in his gait. And they, they brought in a, a, a bunch of orthopedists and neurologists who say it's due to arthritis in his spine and a broken foot, which we still don't know how he, he felt a oh, bicycle accident. But here's what's missing there, Tucker. No MRI of the brain, no MRI of the spines, upper or lower, no EMG nerve conduction studies. When you have a sudden change of gait, you wonder, is it, is it tied in with cognitive function? Right. Is there fluid on the brain? Is it something with the spine? There's so many things that can cause that that I would want to know about to, to leave that out altogether. Very concerning. Well, OK, there's the doctor. I say this many times on this show. I'm not a doctor. Uh, you should not get your medical advice from me. Uh, I am someone who is a commentator, an observationalist, and I've spent uh, my career in sort of the political school of hard knocks and the Content Creator School of Hard Knocks. So don't get your medical advice from me, but listen to what the doctors have to say. And that's a doctor saying there that Joe Biden, the presidency is killing Joe Biden. The presidency is crushing Joe Biden. Now, if you were to go on over to the Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro's website, and if you were to look through some of the interesting investigative articles that they have there on that site, you'll find one particular article that talks about Hunter Biden's private text messages that were available through his laptop file you're able to find his private text messages with this therapist where they're joking about Joe Biden. Are they joking? I don't know, actually. That's my own presumption, but maybe not. Where they're talking openly about Joe Biden recovering from dementia. Now they do this. Oh, uh, uh, here's Hunter Biden, Joe's son, talking about his father recovering from dementia in clear terms with his professional therapist. Take, take from that what you will. Uh, but it's there in black and white, and you can see it. So once again, ask yourself the question. If an Uber pulled up in front of your house, and the window rolled down, and it was Joe Biden driving in that Uber, and you know the car kind of like weaves and spins and turns, and like kind of hits the curb, pops the curb up in front of your house, would you get in that Uber? If you got onto an airplane, say an American Airlines flight, and the uh, captain speaking was Joe Biden, and he's slurring, and he's losing his train of thought, and he's mumbling. Would you feel comfortable strapping yourself in, letting Joe Biden fly you from, you know, Kenosha to Indianapolis? Would you be comfortable with that flight? Do you think that that flight would uh, land or take off or stay in the air very long? Got to ask yourself those questions. And then ask yourself this, what's more difficult? Driving the largest most dynamic and largest GDP, biggest country on earth as it pertains to GDP, and certainly as it pertains to military power, and certainly as it pertains to the country that has been on top of the dog pile for a very long time that a lot of other countries want to knock down and are malevolently attempting to destroy us? Do you think that it is easier to drive an Uber to Chick-fil-A from your house and back? Let's say you get in an Uber and you want to get some Chick-fil-A. Or do you think it's easier to be in charge of the greatest country on earth with all of its uh, a shocking and stunning complexities vis-a-vis uh, -vis the executive branch? Ladies and gentlemen, if you wouldn't trust Joe Biden on an airplane as your pilot or as your Uber driver to go get your groceries or to go get your spicy chicken deluxe at Uber at uh, Chick-fil-A, which is my favorite, well then... I don't think you should be trusting him as your president either. And the evidence is laid there bare for all of us to see. All you need to do is listen to the man's words. Clip four, let's go. And to help uh, lead our federal testing program, I've talked, I've, 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 I've excuse me, I've tapped uh, Dr. Tom, Eng I hope I pronounced it, Eng 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 Englesby. 
Correct. When you build a charging station, it's like back in the day when my grandpa worked for the American Oil Company back in the turn of the, in the 1920 in that area. They went from state to state convincing people that they put allowed them to put 20,000 gallons of gasoline under the ground. They didn't want them around. Come walking out of the gym if you want and you may get jumped by the other team or their, their supporters. You may be all by yourself. The only one standing there when you watch six people jump one of our teammates. I won every precinct. I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. They're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential. I wrote the bill on the environment. Pay them more. $1.2 billion. So you go ahead and you stack spaghetti sauce at a store and in, in, in a supermarket. You control the guy or the woman who runs the run, brings out the carts on, 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 on a forklift. What happened? One point two billion. So you stack spaghetti sauce at a store. Uh, you get a man or a woman with a cart. What happens? That was on the campaign trail. That was on the campaign trail. They let this man become president. All of the Karens of the world united, all of the corporate media apparatchiks of the world united, even though none of them are pretty much left at CNN, everyone has resigned in disgrace, and they, they have forced this weekend at Bernie's houseplant mannequin into the toughest job on planet Earth. Is there any of you that would argue that being president is the toughest job on planet Earth? Elon Musk says that, uh, I think, a very apropos analogy that being uh, in charge of America is like being the CEO of the largest corporation on earth, a corporation that has a monopoly on violence and a corporation that, uh, you know, essentially functions as an intermediary for and a uh, inquisitor for every other corporation in the world, right? So there's very few corporations that aren't involved in America in some level. And as the government as a government official, you are in charge of the largest corporation. Would you want Joe Biden as your CEO? Would you trust Joe Biden as your Uber driver to get your Chick-fil-A? No, you would not. You would end up in a ditch. You wouldn't get into that Uber if Joe Biden was sounding like that, slurring, talking about spaghetti sauce. Would you get into that Uber if Joe Biden pulls up, rolls the window down, and says, get in, loser. We're getting true international under pressure. We're going to go get care." With corn pop, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You tr- you'd say, you would say, "Hey, yeah, sorry, pal. I'll um, I think I'll uh, you know, I think I'll get maybe I'll uh, order some pizza, you know, like that's 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 honestly truly what you would do. And so you wouldn't trust your country with someone like that. You wouldn't trust an Uber driver. So why the hell would you ever support Joe Biden? <laughs> and the re- the results the results speak for themselves. Uh, and quite frankly, to to find out how Joe Biden is now currently working in the White House, I think that that story is going to unravel. Over the next couple of years, I think that story is going to unravel. We had an interesting phone call this morning with Dinesh D'Souza. We have some very interesting, I'm very excited about some investigations that have been going on, about some, um, uh, some people doing some real work to figure out some major flaws in our systems in this country and some major flaws in how we do things. I'm very, very excited. The Patriot movement is strong here. It is strong around the world. And ladies and gentlemen, we are going to find the truth. I am very, very excited about a new, uh, 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 new muscular Republican majority as they roar back uh, into the House and the Senate. Uh, hopefully strong majorities in both chambers. And from what I'm hearing, and we speak with members of Congress, their staff, members of the Senate, their staff, we are going to have one hell of a rockin' good time. The appetite is there to begin to dismantle the administrative state, the Fauci state, and the appetite is there for the American people, and the Republicans are finally listening. It's a wonderful thing. The administrative state and the Fauciite state has gotten us into a lot of problems. In fact, the largest thing that hampered the Trump presidency was indeed Russiagate. Russiagate, you may remember or recall, trailed Donald Trump around for many years. It was the thing that was the tip 
of the spear for every single meme, or the left can't really meme, but they tried, for every single news story, for every investigation, it was Russiagate. Now, where does Russiagate come from? How did Russiagate begin? Well, we now know from John Durham that Russiagate was a conspiracy theory of Hillary Clinton lawyers and apparatchiks. We know through John Durham's investigation that Russiagate is something that was manufactured. It was a piece of manufactured agiprope. That's the Soviet word essentially for, sal for salacious propagandizing uh, in order to hurt your political enemies or your domestic enemies. Uh, Russiagate was something that was concocted and spread and is a conspiracy theory. It was and has been disproven many, many times over. And the people who committed this conspiracy theory ended up lying to the FBI, lying to the federal government agencies upon which they were, they were spreading these lies. They were spreading this, um, you know, it all stems from the dossier, but they were essentially spreading known misinformation and disinformation for a regime. And you cannot turn on Jen Psaki without hearing the term misinformation and disinformation from this regime for a regime that is so obsessed with misinformation and disinformation, they essentially got to power by spreading that about their political enemies. And they do so to this day. So what we know about the Durham investigation so far is that Hillary Clinton's lawyers concocted this and held uh, 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 clandestine meetings with federal officials and federal law enforcement in order to shop around their lies, in order to hurt their political opponents. And now John Durham is expanding his investigation into the Obama administration, as the Obama administration is seemingly more and more implicated in the approval and dissemination of this political slander. Now, what we would call this in regular vernacular, and I'm no Rhodes Scholar on this show, but what we would call this is we would call this meddling in the election. Remember the maxim that is so true. Whatever they accuse you of doing, they are guilty of. Whatever they are accusing you of doing, colluding with the Russians, it was them who were taking information from dirty Russian agents, washing that through Christopher Steele, and then using that information in the dossier that was handed off to federal law enforcement in order to attack Trump. They were legitimately colluding with Russians in order to interfere in an American election. That is provable. And now you are watching John Durham prove it. Fox News has a good recap as to John Durham expanding his investigation. Clip five, let's go. Congressman, it's great to see you. So special counsel John Durham indicating he's widening his criminal probe. He's saying it's an ongoing active probe beyond the indictment of Democrat lawyer Michael Sussman. This is a botched Trump-Russia investigation. It could ensnare Biden team members from Hillary's campaign, and it could ensnare Biden's national security advisor, Jake Sullivan. What do you think? Good evening, Liz. Yeah, that's right. Jake Sullivan was, at the time, Hillary Clinton's campaign national security advisor, and he was the mouthpiece for the hoax about the Alpha Bank, which Michael Sussman, who was Mark Elias's partner at Perkins Coie, you know, the famous election Democratic election lawyer, also served as chairman of Hillary Clinton's campaign. Uh, you know, that was uh, that was the source of the information about Alpha Bank. It's a big hoax. So did Jake Sullivan know that it was a hoax or was he duped? Yeah, that's an important if question. Were, if, I mean, you were, if you were Rachel team, Maddow, Liz, you might say the walls are closing in. John Durham is coming for you. And the most incredible thing, there's a parallel here with CNN's downfall from yesterday that we covered extensively. There's a parallel here. It is amazing how the criminals and the criminal element retain the same people because it's mutually assured destruction. Cuomo has dirt on Zucker. Zucker has dirt on Cuomo. Cuomo has dirt on the dalliances between Zucker and some of his staff. 
and so on and so forth. And that's rat, that rat's nest cabal just keeps going until they implode. And what you saw yesterday was the implosion point. Now, we have sources at CNN that tell us that is just a teeny part of the story and that the major story is that Discovery Network is cleaning house and that Jeff Zucker was on his way out and they were able to give him sort of a cover of darkness departure uh, and say that this was because of some Me Too moment, blah, blah, blah. And because, you know, and, and they give J- Jeff Zucker a way to bow out without saying, you suck at your job and you are being fired for humiliating this network and destroying it. It is incredible to watch people like Jake Sullivan, who is Joe Biden's current national security advisor, be implicated in John Durham's probe. This man still works at one of the highest level positions in the nation, and he is now implicated inside of the shopping of the PP dossier about Donald Trump. Let's read the article here from PJ Media and from the Washington Times. Special counsel John Durham is not finished with his investigation into the Obama scandal. A new report says his efforts have actually expanded. According to recent court filings, Durham has gained access to a significant amount of FBI internal affairs files and his effort to uncover Obama administration maneuvers to promote the allegations against Donald Trump during the 2016 presidential election. Team Obama's disingenuous investigation of the anti-Trump allegations called Crossfire Hurricane relied on the discredited Steele dossier, which was paid for by party activists, the DNC and Hillary Clinton lawyers. The Washington Times reports that the three times since his 19-page submission, John Durham tells the judge that his team is conducting an active, ongoing criminal investigation, not limited to the defendant, former Hillary Clinton legal advisor, Michael Sussman. Durham was appointed as special counsel in December 2020 in order to protect the investigation, which began uh, while he was the U.S. attorney, from being quashed by the Biden administration because they are implicated. The purpose of a special counsel is that it is immune to the political pressures of the day and that it cannot be quashed for those exact reasons. Joe Biden promptly fired all Trump-appointed U.S. attorneys in his first weeks in office. This is obviously not good news for Joe Biden, who has been implicated in the scandal. Now, how is that? The article doesn't go into it, but I will. Joe Biden was inside of the meetings when this information was being brought up to Barack Obama. How did it happen? Well, uh, the CIA director at the time, John Brennan, uh, James Clapper, and James Comey all had a meeting with Barack Obama. Joe Biden was there. And when Donald Trump won the 2016 presidential election, the Obama team was briefed on the Steele dossier and they were briefed on Crossfire Hurricane, meaning Joe Biden. And according to notes from that meeting, Joe Biden being the one who described prosecuting General Flynn under the. uh, Oh, I can't remember the I can't remember the, the, the 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 insanely obscure act that they prosecuted. Uh, that they prosecuted Flynn under. Uh, Again, ladies and gentlemen, I told you I'm a little sick right now. Uh, The Logan Act. There we go. The Logan Act, apparently that was a Joe Biden special. We'll see. We'll see what comes up. But what we do know, assuredly, is that Joe Biden knew that this was happening, that Barack Obama knew that this was happening, that Barack Obama officials and Hillary Clinton campaign officials, Jake Sullivan, being the main one, are tied directly to the dissemination of the Steele dossier. And so Joe Biden himself being implicated in this means that Joe Biden himself is implicated in the largest hoax in American history and indeed the most damaging hoax in American history. Will people go to jail? John Durham has charged. uh, Now we are up to three people criminally. But here, according to his most recent filings, John Durham says he is expanding. How is he expanding? This investigation has been going on for quite some time. John Durham has access to 130,000 new pages of material with 492,000 pages of expected new documents from federal agencies. Now, what is John Durham looking at there? What John Durham is looking at specifically is how the Obama administration directed their agents inside of the federal law enforcement bureaucracies 
to continue to sabotage Donald Trump. What we found out in John Durham's uh, indictments and his recent reports to the judge is that, and this will come as a shock of shocks, that the investigator general, Horowitz, at the Department of Justice and FBI have been very unhelpful to him. Horowitz is the deep state cleanup man. He is the man who comes in like at the end of a mafia movie and makes sure that all the bloodstains are off the couch and makes sure that while it looks like he's doing his job, he is simply protecting the organs of permanent Washington, D.C. This Inspector General Horowitz is in on it. And he is the cleanup man for this entire operation. He has been withholding evidence from John Durham. And now it seems like John Durham has finally broken through the wall. So with almost 500,000 pages of new material, much more than expected according to reports, it is a lot harder for a president to fire special counsel uh, and making sure that Biden being implicated in this would be called obstruction of justice. So that is what you are getting at here. It is obstructing justice going forward to fire the people looking into you and your misdeeds. Let's say and wish a prayer on John Durham as he investigates further how deep the rat's nest goes. And as we say many times on this show, the rat's nest goes directly into the pit of hell. In this scenario, ladies and gentlemen, it is becoming more and more clear that the singular and true enemy of the American people. Donald Trump likes to say that it is the press. I tend to disagree. While I think that the press and journalists have done such, such a horrible job over the past few years, the true enemy of the American people is the permanent unelected state. There was never a design in our constitution or our founding documents to have a permanent state. Everyone serving inside of the federal government bureaucracy should be serving at the appointment of those who were elected and at the pleasure of those who are elected by the people. That means that we have recourse. The people have recourse as to how we are governed. The entire purpose and the linchpin of our democracy is that you're going to have a say in the people who could destroy your lives because the federal government, as it is proving right now, is able to destroy your life. They're able to pass regulations or mandates that are unconstitutional and that can literally take the bread out of your children's mouths. And so that, ladies and gentlemen, is deeply worrisome, especially for those who would look back at our founding and say, wait a second, where in our founding documents does it say there will be a permanent state of unelected bureaucrats and autocrats, fascistic in nature, that live in the bowels of Washington, who remain there in spite of any administration, who remain there permanently, cannot be fired, and are allowed to essentially leverage their incredible influence over anyone that the American people send to Washington. When you watch people like Lindsey Graham on television, when you watch people who have been in Washington far too long start making no sense as they start, as they begin parroting uh, the talking points of permanent Washington, D.C., not the talking points of South Carolina, which is where Lindsey Graham is from, but parroting the permanent talking points of Washington. It's a head scratcher, truly, but that's what's happening. The permanent state of Washington, D.C. wraps around various members of Congress like a coil. John McCain was famous for this. Wrap around them like a coil, like an anaconda, and then they squeeze and they make sure that they have leverage on everyone. And they make sure that if you're going to go up against the deep state, they have seven ways to Sunday to get back at you. Well, that's a, that is a quote from now Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer about Donald Trump going after the deep state. It's a known secret in Washington, D.C., and it is evil. It's how you get Russiagate. It's how you get Dr. Fauci. It's how you get the COVID lockdowns and mandates. It is permanently and forever about the usage of power national emergencies to strip us of our civil rights and our human rights in the case of COVID, and then to implant government in the place of God. That is what it is all about, ladies and gentlemen. Do not get it twisted. All right. Our third story today is about getting twisted. That's right. Getting twisted up inside of liberal companies, ladies and gentlemen. Now, 
where are you watching our live stream? You may be watching it on a company that doesn't necessarily share our values. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's why we don't put all of our eggs in one basket. We stream on many different platforms. We have our podcast. We have our Newsmax show, which we will, which will begin uh, again this week. We are very excited. The Benny Report is back on Newsmax for a full hour. They've doubled the size of our show, and we are grateful to Newsmax for that. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason why we diversify how we do business around here is that, yes, at any time, uh, some, we could get the plug pulled on us. We are aware of that. That happens to a lot of people. We believe that it's deeply unfair. As much as we try to not make it happen and we try to not get canceled, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, we're living in a modern era and canceling is the new realm of power for the fascistic left. They're not the liberal left, by the way, because liberals would say, hey, I like your ideas. I want to hear more ideas. I don't agree with you, but I like your ability to say things. In fact, the modern day right are actually the liberals. We are the liberals because we are in favor of free speech. And we are in favor of people having an opinion. I don't like what Whoopi Goldberg had to say, but I think it was very interesting that she told us exactly what she believed about the Holocaust this week. All right? So <laughs> that shows you exactly how dark and demented the people that she hangs out with. It shows you how ill-informed she is. It shows you how stupid this like black Hebrew Israelite nationalism is. The idea that Jewish people are not you know, are not, are not the real Jewish people. That's where that all stems from, what Hillary is talking about. It's not what this live is about. We've actually done, we did a live this week on that subject and you can go check it out. We go into detail about exactly where this idea, this like warped idea comes from. You all saw that Whoopi Goldberg was canceled from The View this week, uh, at least for two weeks. We'll see if it sticks. But ladies and gentlemen, what a liberal would say is you have a right to your opinion. You have a right to speak. Joe Rogan has a right to speak. Joe Rogan has a right to interview someone. Everyone has a right to say their opinion. I don't disagree with it. I will defend to my right to the death for your right to say it. That's what a liberal would say. You see, what a fascist would say is you are not allowed to speak. You are not allowed to have these ideas. You are not allowed to keep those ideas in your brain. And we will punish you for having those ideas and saying them. And that is fascism. That is not liberalism. So that's why I call it the fascist left. The fascist left wants to cancel people. And the way that they cancel them is by conservatives using the tools of the fascist left. Now, the fascist left have wormed their way into so many elements of society and so many aspects of society. One of them is GoFundMe. GoFundMe is a vicious and evil site. You should never, ever, ever use it. It is corrupted. Uh, to, into infinity, please use Give, Send, Go. When we do fundraisers, we use Give, Send, Go. That is a Christian site, and the right is canceling back on so many different ways and in so many different wonderful platforms. Unfortunately, the Canadian truckers who we love so very much and who we deeply support have used GoFundMe, and now GoFundMe has frozen the $10 million plus dollars that GoFundMe has raised that the Canadian truckers have raised on the platform GoFundMe. Be very careful about putting all of your eggs in one basket. Let's read the article. On Wednesday, GoFundMe put on hold, so if they froze, the Freedom Convoy's 2022 fundraising page in Canada. It's currently under review, that's right, to ensure that it complies, comprises with fundraising platforms, terms of services, and applicable laws. Oh, okay. What that means is that they will shut you down if you do not have the right worldview. If you are not thinking the right way or are not doing the right thing, then they will freeze your cash. And that is exactly what's happened inside. It is a fascistic way to do business. It is a bad way to do business. Don't use GoFundMe. I'll say it again. Do not use GoFundMe ever. The fundraiser is currently paused and under review to ensure that it complies with our terms of service says GoFundMe. Our team is working 24-7, doing all we can to protect both the organizers and the donors. Thanks for your patience. Yeah, right. The page reads. The page has raised $10,121,000. The same day, Ottawa City Councilor Diane Deans called for GoFundMe to cease sending money to the truckers, which have congested Ottawa streets since the weekend. We love these truckers. They are amazing. They are the real power. Uh, in Canada, and we want Canada to rename itself to Truckistan. We want Ottawa to rename itself to Dieseldorf. 
I want to ask the mayor and ask GoFundMe in the states directly to demand that they cease and desist sending money to these protesters. This is the fascistic little tyrant Diane Deans for Ottawa City. Perhaps while he's at the, perhaps while he's at it, he can pick up the phone and ask the prime minister to do the same. We've had some conversations uh, about perhaps suing GoFundMe with legal action that takes time. And this is urgent. We need to cut off the pipeline of funding these people, mercenaries, if you will, who are unlawfully protesting and occupying communities, she said during an informational meeting. Unlawfully protesting mercenaries. Oh my heavens. The same people that marched and kneeled to Black Lives Matter as they murdered and rampaged across Western societies, as they destroyed and burned cities to the ground, as they murdered cops, as they torched businesses, as they smashed in Apple stores and mom and pop grocery stores alike. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the people who kneeled before Black Lives Matter. They tossed up their little black square on Blackout Tuesday, and they said they are listening and learning. They even, in the case of Kamala Harris, bailed out the rioters. It's still up. The tweet's still there. Kamala Harris bailed out the rioters. Criminals. And according to recent reports, those criminals who were bailed out directly with Kamala Harris, our vice president's help, those rioters went on to commit further crimes, some of them horrific. I believe one of them committed homicides. So Kamala Harris... Uh, you know, essentially accessory to murder at that point. As are all of these libs. Incredible. Yet they call the truckers, the peaceful truckers, mercenaries. This is the same people who want will to power. These are the same people that call for direct action in the streets, right? When it's their political, personal viewpoint. These are the same communists that call for the workers of the world to unite and stand up. These are the same commies who call for workers of the world to seize the means of production but not those means and not those workers. Yeah, cowards. Ottawa City Councilor Matthew Fleury also recently said that the money raised from the Freedom Convoy in Ottawa should instead be directed to the cost of policing. Policing what? The, the truckers have committed zero crimes. What are they policing? I'm all for cops getting more money, but they need to fight the actual problem, which is crime and not these peaceable truckers. In the morning, I've asked the city manager and city solicitor to immediately launch court proceedings targeting the millions of dollars frozen by GoFundMe. The Flurry said in a tweet on Monday, and a tweet on Monday that has now been deleted, LOL. According to the Ottawa police, costs for policing are estimated at $800,000 a day. Hmm. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. The left, the party of zero principles. Find me on any day, anywhere, and ah, my principles are the same. I bet yours are too. But you see, when you live in a world of moral relativism and when you have no truth, which the modern day fascistic left have no truth but power, they say it, we have no truth but power. Power is our truth, no truth but power. That's why when someone on their side passes away, an activist on their side passes away, they say, rest in power. They don't say rest in peace because power is all that it is about. And so if that is your only goal, and if you don't have a family, you don't have a God, you don't have a church, you don't have a community, your only goal is power, well, then you have no truth. You have no North Star. You have no guiding principles. You are going to change on a dime. And your opinions on protesting is going to change depending on who is in the streets. It depends on if the protest is giving you power or not. The only mechanism of delineation for what is good and what is bad is what gives me power. So... When it comes to the modern-day fascistic left, the truckers remove power from them, and so truckers are evil. They need their funds frozen, and they need to be put in jail. Now, when it comes to BLM, or when it comes to the police, well, we don't need to fund the police as long as the police are going to shut down our protests. See, it's amazing. The protests, BLM and Antifa protests, those are our protests. So they're allowed to function and and ravage and pillage our nation and literally murder with impunity because they're ours. Those are our people. And the police dare not touch a hair on their heads, even the ones murdering and burning 
at the White House. I watched these mobs burn down buildings at the White House and strike and assault Secret Service and security around the White House. I was physically there when it was happening in Washington, D.C., and the corporate media lit their hair on fire when the police even tried to push back on these people attempting to burn down the White House. They're a protected class as long as they are giving the left power. But as soon as the protests that spill into the street take power from the left and remove power from the left, there is no one more humiliated right now than Justin Trudeau in the world. As soon as those protesters do that, well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, it is time to fund the police and it's time to sick the police on them. And it's time to use every bit of leverage we have inside of corporate America, which they have wormed their way into GoFundMe, to freeze these protests down and, sh and shut down their money. Could you imagine if politicians were calling for more police action against BLM, if the left was calling for more police action against BLM, and to freeze Black Lives Matter's funding? And then corporations did it. And then cops complied. Could you imagine? Truly. I could imagine, and I believe we're getting to a place where that's going to happen, because we're getting to a place where we, the paradigm has shifted and the policies have shifted, and the populations are finished with this. Your power is done. You are done. You are not going to wield this type of power any longer because people are awake, and they are awake, and they are seeing what the game is. Joe Biden is frail. Obama is getting investigated, and the truckers are winning. GoFundMe can freeze or do whatever it wants. You're not going to get rid of these truckers until you give Canadians back their freedom. And ladies and gentlemen, we are not going to stop until we get our freedom back in this country and the guardrails get protected. The pendulum always swings the other way. The biggest mistake of the tyrant is that they think that they are beloved by the people and that they will always keep power. I'm reading a lot about the czars of Russia right now and how Nicholas II made such critical mistakes, assuming that the people were always on his side and never doing anything in order to listen to the people that are before you. The tyrants who do not listen to the people who they are tyrannical over are not long, are not long for power, let me tell you. And so now that is why you see that the total collapse of tyranny around the world, and it's why you're seeing a renewed breath of freedom in our land and freedom springing anew uh, around the planet. It's very exciting, and it's very wonderful, and it's very nice to be able to speak with all of you this morning. It's great to have this audience. I mean, we just like really, really love doing these lives. And our priorities are very simple. God, family, country. That's all we care about. God, family, country. All right. That's what we're here for. We love being in this movement with you. And we love being able to reach out and connect with you every single day. God bless you. Have an awesome Thursday. Uh, and um, keep fighting for freedom. We are winning. See ya.